All right, let's talk some uh, Penn State football. Jared Prugar joined me. Look, uh, there's been a lot of talk all week about this uh, faking injury thing. I want to move on to some football because this thing has been covered extensively. But uh, I am absolutely on record as saying I lost respect for Kirk Ferentz in Iowa uh, for booing. I thought that it was just completely stupid uh, what they did um, to insinuate that Penn State was cheating made no sense. Uh, it lacked common sense given who was hurt. What, what, what's your feeling on, on the way all that played out? Yeah, listen, I mean, as a football coach, you're, in, unless you're, you're a shady individual, you're not telling a player to, to get down. And I understand that that does happen from time to time. You know, you do try to mess with tempo, but if there's one thing that Iowa football has never been known for, it's up-tempo football or even having a tempo. They huddle. I just, you know, and James Franklin said it right. I mean, why would you have your best players go down? I mean, if you're going to have anybody go down, it's going to be somebody that is inconsequential. Yeah, and, you know, you you would do it against an up-tempo team, not a team that takes 35 seconds off the play clock every single time. All right, so that's that's been handled. I think all Penn State people are probably in agreement on that. It's just ridiculous that it, that it, it all played out for three or four days after the game. Because, look, uh, all the focus for Penn State right now is on the quarterback situation with Sean Clifford. If Sean Clifford can come back and play, this can still be a really good year. If Sean Clifford cannot come back and play, I think this season goes in the toilet. What 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 is what is the di- the difference between uh, having him versus not having him in your mind, Jared? Uh, yeah, I mean the biggest thing for that is Clifford is. I mean the way that he is playing is, is better than almost you know nearly anybody in the country as far as efficiency went, and and especially compared to the last season. So, I mean that's a big big loss. You talk about the leadership on the field, and you know you hate to see it because he's playing he's playing his best football. And can they beat Illinois without him? Yes, probably. Can they beat Maryland without him? Uh, most likely. And, and Rutgers, probably. But it's just one of those situations where you need a guy like Clifford to beat Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State. And I, I don't think that they have a quarterback on the roster that can do that outside of Clifford. Yeah, and we're going to get to know probably a lot about Taquan Roberson here over the next couple of weeks. Uh, he and Christian Bayou were – handling the quarterback dues in practice yesterday, along with Mike Yersich, which is uh, comical enough because they only have two scholarship quarterbacks. So Mike Yersich was throwing to receivers uh, during Penn State's drills. And that is, again, that's just a byproduct of, to me, James Franklin not going out and getting somebody else in the transfer portal. I mean, you can't even run your practices because you don't have enough quarterbacks, which is just crazy. However, however, we do have to give this Penn State team a lot of credit. If they would have won, which they very well should would have with, with Clifford, they would be the number two team in the country. That, Jared, is, is how, why all of this is such a, an incredible discussion. We would be talking about the number two team in the country right now if Sean Clifford were playing, and how could they match up against Ohio State in a couple weeks, on and on and on. And now we're wondering if they're going to win one or two more games. Yeah, and it's crazy how much the season can turn on the quarterback. The quarterback is one of the is, is the most integral part of the offense. You saw that last year with the way that most of, with the way that he and Lovis played. Um, but it, it's just one of those situations where it, that's football. That one game, one snap can change the complexity of a season. Can can change the complexity of a career. It, it, it's just crazy how some of that can work out sometimes. Jared Prugar from DK Pittsburgh Sports joining us. All right, so. 
what happens the rest of the season? What, what's your gut tell you? What, what, and nobody likes speculating about injuries and everything. We don't know exactly what happened with Sean Clifford, where he got hit. You know, collarbone, rib makes sense. Maybe shoulder, but his shoulder wasn't bad. I mean, who, who knows? They're not going to tell us. So it's hard to say, well, if you've got a, a collarbone, it's going to be four, six, seven weeks. If, if it's a rib, it could be three, four. We, we don't know, so we have no idea. What's your gut tell you about how long he might be out? I think he's going to – obviously, this is the perfect time for the bye week, right? And so I think he's obviously going to miss Illinois, but I think he's back for Ohio State. I think they numb him up, whatever it might be. I think he tries to play through the pain and, and see what happens. And if that's a situation where it's not conducive to him or the team, I think they find that out pretty early when he comes back after the Illinois game. I think they can get past Illinois without him and, and without a problem, really. Um, but – I mean, I, I think he's going to come back for Ohio State, and, and you obviously got to hope for the best. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, I, I would hope that he can come back for Ohio State. It is still 16 days away. That is a lot of time. I like the I like the phrase you said there, numb him up. Is that is that what, is that what you said, numb him up? Is that, is that what we're going with here? Yeah, I mean, I'm, you're talking about pain injections, numbing that, numbing that area, whatever is sore. I mean, if it's a rib injury, I think it's a little easier than say a bone um, or, or maybe if it's the cartilage in there. So it, it's just going to be one of those situations where if you can get him to manage that pain and make it tolerable, um, then then he's, he is your best option even at, at 75%. And then what can he do? How effective is he? You, you used the word efficient earlier. He has been pretty efficient. He threw a couple picks against Iowa, but uh, they didn't end up hurting anything uh but he has been efficient how effective will he be that would be my concern uh i've i've never broken a rib knock on wood never had a broken collarbone or bad shoulder or anything or whatever it is that he's dealing with i've never had that i've had some elbow tendonitis and i know that can be a pain but how effective can a quarterback be if he is dealing with some of these types of things well i mean if it's his shoulder depending on what which shoulder it is i mean if it's if it's his right if it's his throwing shoulder i think it's a little bit worse than than what it would be with his with his left shoulder um but that that could be uh you know a lot of issues in there if it's your ribs i think it's more of a a pain tolerance if it's collarbone and it's more structural than say ligament or muscle then you know that's that's tough too but you know if it's ribs i think it i think it's more manageable than anything but if it's a collarbone and if it's you know, depending on which one it is, you know, that that can be pretty troublesome. But you again, just gotta kinda get through the get through the pain and, and really hope for the best. You know, they lose PJ Mustaford, defensive tackle for the season. He was a semifinalist for the Lombardi Award, uh, which is a very prestigious award for down linemen and linebackers, and, and he was having a very good year, really good player. He goes down, he's out for the season, James Franklin said yesterday. The defense has been really good. Um my concern is uh, again, as long as Roberson has to play, which, you know, maybe it won't be all that long. But if he can't move the chains and the defense has to do everything, yeah, the defense has been good. But, you know, even against Iowa, you can hold the team down and hold them down, hold them down, hold them down. If you if your own offense can't get first downs and can't move the ball and can't help you with field position, and now you lose Mustafer, my my concern would be as much as, I think they could struggle on offense. I think the defense could really start to crack if they're on the field and every single possession means the game from now on out. Yeah, I mean, Mustafer is a huge loss. Um, he was obviously another senior leader. Um, but, as, 
you know, that's the one that, that's going to hurt the most. But the way that Abiketti has played um, and the way that they've played up front, you know, if, if, if we'll see what happens. I mean, it, it's just one of those situations where can they, can they survive that loss? Um, I think that they can. It's not going to be easy by any means. But, again, you know, this is a Penn State team that has that next man up mentality. And, I mean, it sucks for, for a guy like T.J. Mustafer who's really trying to build that an even more impressive draft, draft stock. But again, it, it just goes to show you what can change in in, in short periods of time. It's funny. I'm watching. I'm still watching the video here of of uh, Kesha and uh, Blow. She's now. It looks like she's now talking with John Moxon from uh, the Dawson from Varsity Blues. They're they're like having a conversation. They they slander speaking my name, Cat Dollar Sign. They got huh? <laughs> they got some interesting little chemistry going on. This is a, this is a good video, Jared. You, if this is your favorite, if this is your walk up song, you got to watch the video. I, I have watched it. It's been a while, but no. I listen. I, I like something upbeat. I like something that that's going to get the crowd going. If I ever played in front of a crowd, so you know, when you play club baseball in Pittsburgh and play in adult league, you're lucky if your mom shows up. <laughs> that's great. My uh, my walk up song. Uh, when it, well, it wouldn't. It wasn't a walk up song, but when I was playing hot, you know, pretty competitive softball for a lot of years, I would listen to. Uh, uh, Smash Mouth's All Star. Hey, now you're an All Star. Get your game. I'd listen to that real loud in the car on the way there. But could you imagine somebody walking up to the play? The hubris, the the ego and arrogance it would take. Like if if a baseball player is walking up, even if he was an All Star, even if it's freaking Mike Trout, could 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 a guy walk up to the plate with them blaring? Hey, now you're an All Star, or or would everybody just lose it? Uh, I think it depends on the player. I mean, like Barry Bonds, you would expect it. Uh, Alex Rodriguez, you think some of some of the more egotistical um, players that have ever played the game. I think honestly, you just shrug it off no matter what. But I think you know those guys. You just kind of like, oh well, that actually explains a lot. Nice, good stuff. <laughs> and, with, and with guys like that, <laughs> listen, I'm surprised they don't just say how great they are as they're walking up anyway. Hey, the greatest walk up song ever. I'm the man. I'm the man. Looky, looky, looky here. I'm the man. <laughs> Josh Harrison, baby, Altoona Curve, 2010. His brother wrote it. He still used it in the big leagues. I'm the man. That's that's a that's an awesome walk up song right there, my man. Uh, you know, that's I think that's one of the, uh, the kind of the under underrated aspects of, of the game day experience is, is what player walks up to what song, and you know I think that's what makes especially when they're younger and how see how they how they progress because I think that's that, it shows a little personality. You don't when you're wearing the same uniform. The only personality you see are in the batting gloves, the glove, and and really whatever accessories they wear. But but the songs and the music that they walk up to are, are really you know indicative of, of who a player is and, a, and hey, what they're kind of about. A lot of fans love. That's why I kind of why I'm doing this so we can get to know people a little. A lot of fans love the walk up music. There's whole discussions about who's who's coming out to what and everything. Jared, appreciate the time, buddy. Uh, enjoy the rest of your afternoon, man. Thanks, Troy. Thanks for having me. Uh, Jared Prugar from uh, DK Pittsburgh Sports.